So, Barry, thank you very much for coming down uh, to take a, a little time for this quick interview and for our website. Um, so, you, you've, I understand you, you've been in uh, community theatre for quite some time and, uh, you know, uh, you were introduced to the series, I think, via one of the other actors who were, was on, on the series. Mm -hmm. um, but we always ask this question as a starter for everybody, by the way. It's not like just yourself. Uh, but out of all the roles that you've played over the years, which do you think, you know, were the ones which you enjoyed the most? Okay. Well, as, uh, as you say there, Melanie, I've been doing community theatre for a number of years. Uh, my favourite roles, uh, I once had the opportunity of playing Major General Stanley in Gilbert and Sullivan's Operetta, the Pirates of Penzance. This is uh, Mr. I am the very model of a modern major general. I'm information, vegetable, animal and mineral and all the rest of it. I can uh, see how that would suit you perfectly. Oh, actually. yes, yes. And, yes. I, and I had the side whiskers then too. <laughs> the uh, <very> Victorian gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, an another musical uh, uh, character that I've enjoyed was playing Fester in the uh, the Adams Family musical. <laughs> that was, um, oh, I can't remember if I can do the voice Did he now. sing as well? He did sing as well, although not as much. <laughs> he was, oh, he discovered love, did Fester. You might think that a fat, bald person of no particular sexuality would find love, but I too know love. <laughs> Fester loves... Do you know? But I have done. You should. The part you should play and you've missed is the um, in Back to the Future, the scientist fellow. Oh, because you're um, shooing for that part. <laughs> yes, absolutely shooing. But um, I, I got into uh, with community theatre. One thing that I've enjoyed is uh, performing with um, members of my family. My two daughters uh, are both into community theatre. Both into theatre. And uh, for quite a few years, we used to do some of the children's theatre shows at Brisbane Arts Theatre. And uh, I remember one in particular where we did a uh, we, we did the Snow Queen uh, one Christmas, and uh, I and both of the girls were in that. My, I had uh, one daughter was playing the prince, and uh, and my other daughter was playing various minor roles there. Where uh, were you, the evil wizard or something? No, I oh, was the narrator. Okay. I was Hans oh, Christian okay. Andersen, oh, the narrator, okay. and also okay. a few other things along the way. Oh. So, Yes. So you've obviously done a few things. So Angel and May would be um, probably fairly straightforward after all of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so were there any particular skills or attributes you could you could say that you had to transfer from you know your previous experience into Angel and May? Well, from the theatre, um, I've done um, different uh, voices, um, different accents, so that you know Major General Stanley. Yes, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what he would say. I say, have you have you be, ever been an orphan and all that sort of thing <laughs> that he used to, to get into? Yeah, perhaps you should put more of that voice into boy, actually. Perhaps, we, uh, yes. yes well, I think we should. In, in terms of yes. boy, uh, I did uh, begin with uh, Major General Stanley but then bring him even more up-to-date. He's yes. a, a much more up-to-date sort of military chap than, uh, than is Major General Stanley. Uh, also, some of the... Very being uh, being versatile. Um, I mentioned the in the uh, the Snow Queen play as well as being the narrator. I had 
other minor characters along the way that, that that particular role calls for. So I would have to swap back and forth between different roles. And that has stood me in, stood me in good stead for, um, for Angel and May, where I've uh, tended to play uh, multiple characters, uh, sometimes even in the same scene, although they don't all get recorded at the same time. No, that, uh, that's an interesting one that's come up in <clears throat> several of the other interviews, actually. Mm in that the, the way we did the second season was actually easier for people because we did, you know, we they got into one character and then did the whole of mm. the season for that one character and then we went back and they took on another character and, and played that role. Yes. And I, I, I think that's why we're going to do it in future as well because I think the swapping, it's hard to keep consistency. Mm. It's certainly challenging, yes. Um, and so I, there are a couple of scenes in the show, in Angel and May so far, where I've had multiple characters in the same scene. Um, there is a one scene, I think, where Boy and uh, Maurice talk to one another, although they don't actually carry on a conversation. And there was a scene where, um, where Stank, I think, is... Um, watching a, a protest on television. Oh, yes. And I was the... Uh, uh, <clears throat> so I, I was uh, stank making comments about this while I was also the, the protester on the television screen as well. So that was... That, and that it was worked fun. OK, didn't it? Because yeah. I, I remember listening to those and thinking, is this going to work? Mm. But because you're doing accents, quite strong accents... Mm. And I think on one case um, with the Mars protest thing, there was a sort of an effect on the voice as well, so that's yes. quite good. It hides as, it. as if going yeah. through a megaphone and... and yes, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it's fun when that happens. I mean, you, you yes. can see how people can do a whole series literally themselves if they're really good at doing all these different voices. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we, th th we've had some interesting scenes. Like there was, there's one... The one thing that really tickled me this season was we actually had a fight scene between two actors who ever, never actually met, huh. and you couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> mm. Now, you've been involved uh, in, in the Angel and May series from the very early days, actually, and you've been a great supporter of the show, and it's great to have you on board, actually. Mm. You're one of the, what I could think of, the mainstays. Yeah. Um, and I think you were introduced by Robert... Um, but I just wondered what went through your mind when you were actually asked to do Angel and May. Um, well, with the, the show, uh, Robert approached me. He, um, he'd uh, just been to see uh, a, a, another show that I'd been in. I knew Robert from a, uh, an earlier show that we had both been in, a, uh, actually an Agatha Christie murder mystery where uh, I was the police detective and he was one of the suspects. Um, <laughs> Uh, which is how I, I came to know Robert, but he came to see a, another show that I was in, um, a, uh, a production of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. But at the end of the show, he um, was—he told me about Angel and May and uh, that he was involved in at that stage. And um, what did you think? Me, <laughs> what did you think of the show? Yeah, well, of the Angel and May thing. I mean, what did you? I think? thought it sounded. I thought it sounded uh, interesting. I, I, um, I do. I enjoy science fiction. Um, uh, I, I read a lot of science fiction and have done for many years. And uh, I have been uh, enjoying listening to podcasts, different podcasts over the years. So uh, I, I think you're probably the most. Uh, knowledgeable on sci-fi podcasts that we've got in this whole yes. group. 
more than me because mm. I don't have time to listen. I'm oh. too busy doing this thing. Although it is yes. such a huge field. There's, oh, yes. there, there are so many uh, different shows different and, and very good shows uh, around yes. that it is hard to... We've got a lot of competition. Haven't yeah, we? and yes. I, I can hardly say that I'm an expert at by any means, but um, but yes, but uh, yes. Robert uh, told me about the show and uh, suggested I get in touch with uh, with Melanie about that, and I came along and tried out, and um, well, yes, been invaluable been, basically. I've been uh, <laughs> with the show ever since. Yeah, and it's good to have more male voices and, and actors that can uh, uh, flexible enough to do a variety of voices, mm. you know, because that's another issue. Certain people can only do certain types of characters. So. <laughs> yes, that was the yeah. um, I think the main thing that that. Uh, Robert was after it. At that stage, there were very few um, uh, males involved in uh, Angel and May. So you play three major reoccurring characters. I, I don't think I can... I don't think any of the other actors actually do that. So mm -hmm. you, you, you make a pretty large contribution, although individual act, uh, the individual acts don't necessarily make the biggest roles, but the comp combination of all three means you're, you're pretty busy when, when Angel and May starts. Mm -hmm. um, you play Boy, Maurice mm -hmm. and Stank, and you've done a whole load of other small parts. So I'm just wondering, out of all those roles, and they're all very different, mm -hmm. um, very, very different, uh, you know, which one would you say is your favourite? That's a hard question. Um, they're all enjoyable in different ways. Um, none of them uh, are very close in character to me uh, since mm. I'm, I'm not in the military, I'm not a uh, um, drag queen slash gay performer, fashion model, uh, or uh, and I'm certainly not a, an, an evil criminal mastermind. <laughs> but, <laughs> How um, do I know? <laughs> Well, not that's what you say. On, at any rate, yes, <laughs> yes. that's right. Yes. Um, I, I think that they are all enjoyable in different ways. Uh, Boy allows me to revisit Major General Stanley, although in a, a more competent fashion than um, than he ever was. Um, Maurice, um, I, I do, uh, as we've uh, mentioned, a lot of uh, theatre as a hobby, so that Maurice uh, taps into that side of me. Uh, and also Maurice is gay, and while I'm not gay, I, um, my daughters are gay and uh, I know other gay people, so that's something that hopefully I'm not doing a disservice to. <laughs> uh, and Stank as the bad guy. The bad guy is, is always a lot of fun and it's always, always fun to put the pretend cigar in my mouth and talk about those terrible people over in New London and I'm, <laughs> by golly, I'm going to have to get those people someday. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stank too. We, we've got to have more Stank, actually. Um, he's too good an opportunity to miss. But, I, you know, the funny thing is when, when I'm writing Boy, I have to sort of try not to do Darling out of Blackadder as well because <laughs> it's too tempting, you know. Um, yeah, I think they're all great characters, actually, and I think uh, there's lots of scope for us to actually explore, mm. you know, because we haven't seen Boy in action really, you know. And, no. Uh, Maurice, well, he just seems to be at the inn most of the time, so mm. we, we need to get him... Although he did get out with uh, Slim, didn't he, and went In uptown. In the episode yes. where they visited the solicitors. Yes, yes. And, and proved to be surprisingly competent in many ways. Actually, mm. I think it surprised Slim. So I could see those guys ending up doing some <laughs> stuff together. Well, so, could be... Yes, yeah. Different age group, of course. Mm. Um, so I would say that, you know, out of all the actors in, in Angel and May... 
uh, you are the only one that really reads uh, science fiction. I mean, mm. real science fiction, like, you know, the heavy-duty guys, mm. and is very knowledgeable on the subject. And, um, you know, as such, I kind of use you as a bit of a sounding board mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, the others are... They're into sci-fi, but they're not a major mm. reader of, of the genre. And so um, I'm just wondering if you could sort of tell us a little bit about who who you like to read within science fiction. Well, um, as you say, Melanie, I've uh, been reading science fiction for a very long time. Uh, in my younger days, I think the first author that I really read um, everything that I could get my hands on was uh, Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, and um, The City and the Stars was another big favourite of mine. Yes, Actually, I remember Clarke is sort of behind some of my favourite book memories. I remember... Uh, one time when I was, oh, early teens and my family went to, to Brisbane and I discovered, I think, five different books by Clark that I had never read. And I, I remember looking at them and, and thinking, which one am I going to buy? And then I realised, I've got enough money to buy all oh, of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> and, uh, and That was a marvellous experience. Or, or, or years later when I... Um, Found a copy of 2001 in the uh, in the um, the Kingroy um, newsagent and hopped on my pedalled furiously home to get my money so that I could come back and buy that book. That was so much fun. Um, Robert Heinlein is another author whom I uh, enjoyed um, in in my earlier days, and also H.G. Wells, um, The War of the Worlds, of course, um, and also some of his more um, perhaps lesser well-known things like The Invisible Man or uh, The First Men in the Moon is a very... is a big favourite of mine okay. because it builds a, a very... Although Wells's science isn't particularly um, correct, uh, he nevertheless uh, creates in that book a, a world that is... Uh, um, it is very well imagined even though it is not correct and it's the sort of world that you can picture in your mind. Uh, and the, the two characters in that book, Bedford and Caver, are, um, uh, are both stereotypical but, but uh, very relatable. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed that book uh, for that reason. Did, did uh, you... Um, I, I, it, of course, it's very similar to my uh, reading, although I didn't get into H.G. Wells, but I was very much into Larry Niven in the mm. 1970s and the Ring World and the Known Space yes. series, and I loved all of those books. Yes, uh, yes. yes, Larry Niven, yeah. I, I didn't uh, think of Larry Niven earlier, but he was another another early favourite, um, The Moat in God's Eye. The, oh, that's great. The, love um, that, that amazing first contact novel. Um, yes. Nowadays, of course, I still read science fiction. Uh, Peter F. Hamilton is uh, one of my favourites, One, of, uh, I guess, of the, the current authors whom, whose books that I read as soon as they come out. Um, Lois McMaster Bujold and her, her Vorkosigan series is another uh, very good one whom I was surprised to discover that Melanie hasn't read. I know, I'm quite excited, actually. Yes. I think I'm going to shoot off because it's great when you find a new author. Yes. And uh, I, I will Melanie, yes. Melanie has been busy telling me that I must read Ian M. Banks's Culture series. So uh, You that's should. A, I that, feel, that's feel sorry one. for you. That's one that I'm uh, <laughs> looking forward to reading. Um, and uh, oh, another series that I've been reading recently is uh, some of Charles Stross's um, books is uh, cross-time um, 
series. Yes, yes. yes. You need to get into the laundry series with Charles. Foster. I do. Yes. Yes. Which very I believe, much so. Very which good. I believe is Lovecraftian uh, horror meets Cold War thriller. Kind of. Yes. Mm. It, it's actually more to Lovecraftian horror meets government bureaucracy. Actually. Yes. Yes. But uh, yeah. So it's kind of. It's got some great characters in there, though. So yeah, highly recommend that. Well, that's that, that's great. Actually, we when we get together, we tend not to talk about Angel of May, but we talk about our who we're reading and uh, yes. <laughs> uh, sci-fi and sort of reminiscing about great mm. sci-fi books uh, of the old. I mean, did you read Ro uh, any Robert Silverberg and all that sort of stuff? And... Only very little. Yeah. I, I, I never got into him so much. Although about... I, I do remember one of his books called um, Across a Billion Years, which was oh, yes. about archaeologists who were researching a, a long-vanished civilization. Yeah, um, I think I've, I've definitely read that one. But, mm. I, you know, the trouble is when you've read so much, you st they start to blend into each other, don't you? You mm. can't quite remember mm. which one is which. And yes. there's certain themes that run through sci-fi that you would repeat. So, um, you know, you obviously mentioned that you play Maurice, and I'm just wondering what particular challenges do you face when playing that character? Um, yes, Maurice is, is an interesting character and a, and a fun character. He's a, a stereotypical gay man uh, putting on his drag shows at the Retrograde Inn. He has uh, a flair for fashion, which isn't something that I'm really into, but he has a flair for drama and performance, which is something that I can sympathise with. Um, he's also, although he appears to be perhaps a bit scatterbrained at times, he's, uh, he's definitely no fool. And uh, when he needs to, he can. You, you, uh, he has the uh, the mental resources to be able to uh, to get out there and. Um and, and we see that events. when he's working with Slim as well. He, he yes. sort of, he, he sort of, uh, Slim thinks he's going to be a, a drag, and mm. it turns out he actually has some of the best ideas. <laughs> so yeah, that that was quite interesting. So Barry, um, we we really don't know much about the background of Maurice at all. He's quite a big character in the series, but uh, he, he, you know, I've always wondered why why would as someone that is very fashion conscious, um, you know. Would would come to a sort of grubby bar in in the in the back end of the solar system. It just doesn't seem to make sense. And so I'm wondering if you could just perhaps allude to some of the backstory on that character. Okay. Yes. Well, Maurice was um, educated in Paris. He studied fashion there, and he his ambitions were to become famous in the fashion world. But that was something that never really quite happened. Uh, he moved to New London because uh, his boyfriend went to New London and uh, Maurice followed him there. And um, they lived in New London for a time, but uh, Maurice ended up as um, the running the, the drag show at uh, the Retrograde Inn um, after his boyfriend, after he and his boyfriend uh, broke up because uh, he, well, he needed a job in New London and Gander saw he spotted his talents and offered him the the job to manage the drag show. Um, you you also play a number of the other kind of cool characters actually, but they're they're tier twos. Um, they all have flaws, of course, um, and they're usually the bad guys. Uh, not always. Um, I just wondered if you could perhaps just run through some of the other people that you've been involved in in this this series of ours. <laughs> Yes, there have been uh, there have been a few. I think the first uh, character that I recorded was uh, Solokov, the, uh, the the Russian gang gang boss who sends his men out to take out these two 
pesky private detectives. Rub them out, boys, and don't fuck up. Um, <laughs> yes. I, that. I think that was in the either the first or second episode that, that he turns up for his one and only time. Yes. Um, and then soon after, uh, I played uh, Byers, who was a uh, the mortuary technician who gets uh, bribed to um, fudge the paperwork so that uh, Angel and May's um, recently deceased corpses can be taken off for experimentation. <laughs> Um, as you do. As yeah. you do, yes, when you're a, an underpaid mortuary technician. Um, and another one, another character that I've had uh, is a character of uh, Fakuri, who was a... Um, um, who is uh, working a stall in the markets in one of the episodes and I think shares a cup of tea with... I think it's Doily, with actually. It, with yes, Doily. I think so. Right. That's right, yeah. Yes. He's a nice and chap. Who, who like was just a, um, uh, a nice character and, uh, yes, I understand that he's going to turn up again, perhaps. I, I feel he might, actually. Mm. It's, quite, it's quite well developed in, yes. in our minds and I think it's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. We don't really know. He, I think he could do a lot of different things, actually. I, I'm just sort of wondering what you'd like to see for some of your characters because, uh, you know... You, you you have an interest in those going forward? Yes. Um, that's a, a, a interesting question to consider. Um, though I sp the main thing that I think I've told Melanie is that I'd like to see more stank in the uh, upcoming series. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's, um, he's such a fun character to play. Um, and um, there's a lot of unfinished business there between him and the crew at New London. I'd like uh, to see they... how Stank goes when he gets really mad. Yes, yes. yes. He's, uh, <laughs> uh, although he lives on a different planet to the rest of them, they have um, come across his radar in a, in a very annoying fashion, and uh, I can uh, well imagine that he will uh, not wish to leave that... Um, leave that unresolved, but we'll come after them in one way or another and try and get rid of these pesky people. Um, as for the others, um, it will be... I'd be interested in seeing more of Maurice and, uh, and developing his character a little further, perhaps his relationships with others, um, especially since he has, um, you know, had his... Uh, his breakup sometime in yes. his past, but isn't in a, a relationship. Whether Maurice will find somebody along the way. Uh, certainly, he got on well with Slim that one time that they worked together. But I don't know that that would that would certainly be a very odd couple if if that ever came. Well, there'd be about. a big age difference, I think, <laughs> yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> Looking at it, because I mean, Slim is kind of in retirement age, and mm. and I think Maurice would probably be in his early late twenties, early thirties. So that they certainly would make an odd couple. I don't yes. think that's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> but you never know. Mm. Yeah, stranger yes. things have happened. Who and knows? similarly, I don't really have any ideas as to where Boy might go next. He seems to be quite happy uh, with his position uh, working yeah, for Gander. Yeah, I think he's going to retire in New London or... or he, mm. he, yeah, who knows? Yeah, Boy is a bit of an uh, unknown country, isn't he, really? Mm. Yeah, a lot more development to be done there. Look, um, Barry, thanks very much. I think we'll call it a day. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you very much for your contributions to Angel and May. Appreciate it. I don't think we could do it without you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and hopefully we'll hear more of all of your favourite characters in... Well, I know we will. We'll definitely hear more of them in season three. Thank nice. you. Looking forward to it. Thank, thank you. you.